Hi, this is Business Cycle, a show where we give you business updates and table discussions as it relates to business in Nigeria and beyond. Stay tuned. On this episode of Business Cycle on ISB, the podcast, I speak with a corporate shoemaker, a graduate of human anatomy, applying his formal knowledge of human science into the beautiful art of shoemaking and then the business of it. It begins by giving us the difference between a shoemaker and a cobbler. Take a listen. And you hear shoemaking, shoemaking on the road in layman in a layman's understanding, it has to do with maybe someone who fixes or repairs shoes. Mm. So but then professionally a shoemaker is more than that. As okay. a matter of fact, we can easily distinguish a shoemaker from a cobbler. Hmm. A shoemaker is someone okay. who mm-hmm. creates shoes, who manufactures shoes, hmm. who makes shoes from the scratch. They fabricate it. And it starts from designing to sourcing materials to cutting, sewing, and making the shoe into a size and design that has been, you know, programmed or planned out to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas a cobbler is one who, after a shoe has been made, and probably has been one and starts to give way or develop some faults, you know, aims to repair or fix the shoe so that the shoe can start to look like it was originally. Interesting. So, So, I mean, so basically what we call a shoemaker is not... uh, Those guys we see on the road, those guys who give our shoes to men, they are cobblers, not shoemakers now. Yes, exactly. So shoemaking involves manufacturing of that shoe in the first place from scratch. Exactly. So, and and that is what you are into. That's what I'm into. Yes. Now it begs the question: Why did you decide to go into shoemaking? Why shoemaking? Well, it's it it is a question I have never struggled to find answer to. I I am. A graduate of anatomy. Interesting. From the Olabisi Banjo University. Interesting. And um, towards my final year, hmm. I met um, one of my friends came around to visit. Okay. And on his phone, his wallpaper, I saw a very fine shoe. And I commented that this shoe is so beautiful. I wish I could have one. Then he retorted and said, do I know that this shoe is handmade? I said, no, you must be kidding me. Shoes can never be handmade. It is not slippers. It is not sandals. Mm. You know, this is a shoe. It has to be machine made. And he said, no, they are actually handmade. Interesting. So I was interested. I was curious. I wanted to know how those shoes are made. You know, handmade shoes. How are they made? I've always had an idea that shoes are made with machines. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it's so the same idea I have here. I mean, it's the same idea yeah. I have here. I mean, looking at my yeah. shoe now, I wouldn't expect someone to make this with... I would expect this a machine. With a, a machine, exactly. Mm. So the curiosity drove me into wanting to learn how it is made. Then I also found out that lately there have been the markets for handmade shoes in Nigeria. Hmm. There have been the market for it. There, there was never really a market for handmade shoes. We solely depended on, you know, imported shoes. But lately, the market is still very small. But the market is starting to exist and it is starting to expand. 
Mm. And um, I didn't know before, but when I started the shoemaking arts and the business of shoemaking, I got to meet colleagues in that field who are really, really sophisticated shoe designers and they are Nigerians and they manufacture them here in Nigeria and they are sold at a competitive price like an imported shoe wow. and you can also get the exact same quality as it were hmm. when it comes to handmade shoes. Well, so that's basically that story drove me into wanting to learn shoemaking. Okay. Then um, when I picked up the the interest, mm. I did not just um, want to learn it. I exactly. actually made efforts to, which I did. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure I that's 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 very, exactly very, very interesting craft. Th- and that's exactly where my question is leading to now. How did you now move from getting inspired to actually begin to make these shoes, especially since it's not uh, what you studied in school? Well, let us say. Because I studied anatomy, Hmm. I was already familiar with the structure of the foot and what and what could, um, you know, increase comfort while putting on shoes. Hmm. So, yes, I was inspired. I also wanted to make sure that the knowledge I had of anatomy reflects in it way I make my shoes. Okay. In the way I make my shoes. When I was done with uh, my program in the university, mm. I immediately sought to learn it because I knew it was going to take quite a time yeah. before the school processes my results, you know, my final um, clearances, then going for the NYC, you know. So I did not want to waste any time because I may never get that opportunity, that time the liberty to learn again if I did not use that window that was opened. So I immediately went to learn as soon as I returned from school. It took me about uh, two months. Uh, At the end of my first month... I'm sorry, what what sort of learning was this? Was it online learning? Did you go and meet a shoemaker? How how exactly did you go about learning about shoemaking? (laughs) It is really interesting. It wasn't online. Okay. Remember I told you that... um, my friend back then told me that um, the shoe I saw on his wallpaper was handmade. Yes. And he connected me to the person that made that particular shoe. Hmm. At the time, the person was in Ibadan. Okay. I was calling in Ogun State, and I was living in Lagos. Hmm. So I was actually, I was actually interested in going to learn physically from him. Okay. We we were not able to agree. We were not able to reach a consensus on the fee I would be paying. But he was so kind to refer me to a colleague down here in Lagos who was willing to collect more and who was willing to collect less, hmm. but you know, offer me the same policy. So you actually and paid. So, you actually paid for yeah, for that uh, study. Interesting. Yes. And it might interest you that my boss, who taught me how to make these shoes, is also a young person like me. Hmm. He may. Be at most three years older and he is also educated <laughs> wow. he also went to a polytechnic okay a really really interesting story there i mean so despite um, the education i mean that discussion is has been on the forefront in a, in a while now um as regards dropping white collar jobs for hands-on blue collar jobs in quotes 
So it's, yes, it's, it's, nice, jobs. it's nice to see you are pushing that boundary. But um, I must also ask, how long, when did you start? How long have you been in, in the shoemaking business? Okay, the business, I would say January 2019. But the art, I would say August 2018. Okay, uh, when you say art and business, I mean, what differentiates the two? You started the art before okay. the business. Yes, How? I started learning, answer? started okay. making shoes okay. before I decided to make it a source of income. Hmm. So I started to make it a source of income around January 2019. Okay, interesting. Uh, re really interesting. It's about to get more um, interesting as I still have some more questions for you. But before we proceed, uh, let me open up the phone lines at this juncture so our, our callers can also get involved in this conversation. The number to call is 090 I'm speaking with uh, Moyo Sola, who is a uh, shoemaker, a corporate shoemaker, I like to put it. And he has been speaking to us about the shoemaking business in general. Um, uh, you can do well to call me on 090 And I also join in on the conversation if you have any questions uh, that might interest you as regards this uh, conversation. So coming back to you now, uh, Moyo, I know um, it's interesting when uh, business people come out and say how they started, uh, their inspirations and all that. And it's, it gets to inspire a lot of people. But there's that part that is not usually known to the public, the challenges. And uh, it is something that is essential people should know, especially if they are looking to go into this type of business. What were some of the challenges that you faced initially and how did you overcome them? That question is a, is a million dollar question, hmm. but let me answer it this way. One of the major challenges is trying to get your feet into the market. Like I said earlier, the market is just starting to exist. Mm -hmm. It was never really there before. Okay. But the market is just starting to exist, and it is expanding really well. And um, as a new shoemaker, it is difficult for you to exploit the markets that already exist you mm -hmm. have to create your own market yourself mm -hmm. this is the reason okay. a market that already exists was created by designers already on ground who most probably have developed the skill to a point where at the point of you starting you can't match hmm. they have become experts and they are starting to sell their shoes at let's say five naira hmm. which for the purpose of this illustration is a huge amount of money hmm. now for you to break into that market you have to meet their level you want to meet their level I yes can imagine. And if you can't meet their level it means you have to look for the market that can deal with your quality and pay the price you want. Interesting. That itself is a challenge hmm. because the, sh the art of shoemaking is one that gets better over time. It's like fine wine hmm. that over time it gets better. So 
it is it is a kind of business that is a kind of art that time would always refine you know the process of shoemaking mm. mm-hmm. mm. it is not something that um, it is not something it is not something that you can be very very good at immediately mm. it takes time it takes time okay. the time factor is always there that is one challenge okay. another challenge is to be able to break into the market as it were you will need some sort of branding you will need some sort of branding for example when i started the business of shoemaking i i was really good at it i was really good at it compared to many of my um, colleagues or counterparts who spent about a year trying to make shoes mm. before they moved into the business i spent about just four months mm. trying you know learning how to make shoes before i started the business so compared to many other persons i was able to reach that point of expertise faster okay yeah and now for me to you know make a shoe that will meet the standard that my counterparts who are already in the market have, I need to be able to brand it in a way that would appeal to the market. Mm. Yes, I may be giving them the exact same quality of shoes, yeah. but if their brand is more appealing, you know, they will always win the market. Of course. And so one also has to invest in branding the shoes, say getting shoe tags, you know, customizing shoe boxes, stamping you know your brand Mm. on the shoes like literally stamping your brand on the shoes so when people pick up your shoes they can look into the shoe and say oh this is you know it is a moyo solar shoe exactly Mm. so that is also a challenge another challenge is with machineries and um, electricity shoes are handmade but there are some there are some aspects of shoemaking that you can't do with your hand, like sewing the pieces together, like filing the edges. Majorly, those are the two most important, you know, aspects of machines shoemaking. that those are the two that you can't do without. Okay. There are other machines that you can use to you know, increase the finesse of your work, but you can do without them, and your shoes will come out nice. Okay. But you can't do without a sewing machine. Okay. And you can't do without, you know, a filing machine. Okay. Now, a sewing machine, the, the general type of sewing machines we have around in the country, they are machines that are designed to sew clothes, hmm. not shoes. Okay. The sewing machines that are designed to make shoes are quite different. But we don't have them here in the country. Any shoemaker that uses them must have imported them into the country some way somehow so you also have to for someone like me Mm. you also have to adjust you know the the convenience the the comfort of sewing you know is not there okay many times you are please hold your thoughts i have a caller here let me quickly pick this call before you continue hello good morning good morning uncle c you're welcome you are welcome to the show, sir. If I have a tag, sir. Okay, smile. You are welcome, sir. Um, you have a special guest today? Yes. Who has 
Yes, you yes. <laughs> you flew from where? It's calling from Lagos. Huh? It's calling from Lagos. I, we are calling oh, him from okay. Lagos, rather. Um, first of all, hmm. let me commend the spirit of enterprise. Okay. Humility, determination, hmm. and ability. Uh, it shows that. Uh, and work can take you to places. Mm. Not uh, after finishing you back at the graduate. Come on, I see you doing your papa and your mother to say, Mama, thank you, man. Papa, thank you, So, I commend you so much for that. Okay. Uh, and I urge him equally call upon his friends to join him. Not only that, a few sons, but other things like that. Mm. So I have one or two questions for him. Okay. Dago? You can proceed with the question, sir. I go on with my question. Yes, yes. Number one. Uh, do you know that you entered into that business enterprise through inquisitiveness? Through? Through inquisitiveness. Through. How did you manage to be your own, learning that work without your friends last night to you? Where are you making friends with uh, your boys? Hmm. And not uh, laugh at you. Okay. You continue with it. Okay. Finally, if not the final or final. Hmm. Uh, what is the difference? Come again about the shoemaker and a cobbler. Okay. Moyo, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, did you get his questions? Not totally. Uh, no, no problem. I'll, I'll relay to you. Well, he was asking... Uh, how did you manage without your friends laughing at you? First of all, started by commending you uh, for your work so far. I mean, standing up on your own and getting your hands dirty, in quotes. But now he's asking, how did you manage at the point you were learning uh, without being... Uh, how do you manage with the ridicule, let me put it that way, of your friends? I mean, seeing um, an anatomy graduate going into shoemaking. That is a beautiful question. Well, I would like to I would like to relate that while I was in two hundred level, okay, I did in the university we did a GNS course that featured shoemaking, and um, when we did that course, it changed the total perception of it changed the perception of students generally towards the arts of okay. shoemaking okay we no longer saw it as something that was dirty hmm. we saw it as a means to make money okay that was one then two when i started learning because of the way many of the shoemaking business is structured today in the country hmm. trying to harness the the evolving markets Mm. Most of us do not pose as manufacturers, as it were. We pose as, you know, vendors, shoe vendors, people who sell shoes. Mm. But then, when we sell shoes, 
we let you know that we were the ones who actually made those shoes. Right. So before you get to know that we made those shoes, you, you already like sellers. the products we have made. Okay. As sellers. Wow. You already see us as businessmen. You, are, you already like the products we have made. Hmm. You're already like, wow, this shoe is so fine. I like it. Hmm. When I tell you that hmm. I made it myself, they'll be surprised. It is going to wow. it is going to switch the narrative from ridicule to wow yeah. are you kidding me yeah. mm -hmm. exactly so while i was learning that was the way my boss was my boss had a workshop in his house but he had a show shop or a showroom mm. outside the house so when people come to the showroom they see beautiful shoes but when we go to the back you see you know we get actually, our hands dirty i actually made this exactly we actually, so we get our hands dirty. Okay. So with that notion, we are able to put it out to people that yes, we make shoes. We we are we are able to put it out to people that yes, we sell shoes. Oh, you like the shoes? Yes, we like the shoes. Well, we I made it. Made really, fantastic. Uh, I can imagine. Well, Moyo, because of time, we really need to fast track uh, this conversation. But uh, let's. He also he also asked for another clarification. On the difference between a shoemaker and a cobbler can you please restate that okay a shoemaker primarily makes shoes okay they manufacture the shoes they produce the shoes they create the shoes they fabricate the shoes whichever english word you choose to use mm -hmm. you know they make those shoes whereas cobblers on the other hand are trained to, to be able to repair shoes mm. in a way that will restore them back to you know how the shoes were when they were made okay also a skill on its own okay okay all right thank you very much uh uncle c by the way if you are listening i sorry i did not get your first question so you can do well to call back and uh ask, ask that first question before uh, we run out of time but coming back to you moyo now um let's speak of, we're speaking about challenges and it's always i mean in recent conversations there's always the question of 2020. how was 2020 for you in business looking at covid 19 answers amongst other issues 2020 quickly was quickly not... in, one, in one minute if possible okay 2020 was not um really good for business hmm. but um things quickly turned for better when it was nearing the end of 2020 when people started you know leaving their comfort zone okay. and starting to you know spend the money that they actually had to make sure that they enjoyed the remaining part of 2020. Mm. so there were gifts handed over from um, people to each other for the festivities and the likes weddings we you know made attended and so the patronages came towards the end of 2020 but before then during the whole crisis it was zero okay now i will also move to another recent issue um as regards youths and this unemployment figures i received that were released by the mbs stating that over 33 percent of youths were unemployed uh what will you say as regards uh, those statistics and then the realities on ground let me put it this way do you feel shoemaking is a viable enterprise youths can get involved in to bring themselves out of um, unemployment but quickly before you do so let me pick this call uh again. hello hello uncle c calling back thank you for calling back yes I, I... let me commend you for the good answers the guy gave to us okay 
a credible answer. But the first question we were saying, I said, I was asking him, don't you think that he went into that business through inquisitiveness? Inquisitiveness, okay. Not that he was exact. Okay. Okay, okay. And, uh, I recommend him spirit of enterprise. Okay. And that, he calls his friends, equally stand on their own. Going to say, I'm a thank you. Okay. Okay. So very well, we say, like, those are my friends. Oh, oh, all right. Thank you, thank you very much, Uncle C. Moyo, are you still there? I'm still here. Did, did you get this question this time? Not totally. Still. Well, well, no problem. No problem. I, I, I got the question this time. He was asking that uh, it seems now the way things are that you went into the business out of. Um, curiosity or inquisitiveness rather than a desire yes. for, for, for the business. Um, what's your response to that? That is absolutely true. Like okay. I said earlier, I did not start the business until when I saw the prospect that the business that the art of shoemaking could produce financially. Okay. Hmm. So I actually went to start to learn um, the art of shoemaking because I was curious. I wanted to know how it was done. I wanted to be able to do it. But the rest of doing that, I saw how much, you know, it could actually earn me mm-hmm. if I converted that art into a business, and so I went for it. Okay. So at the end of the day, I am still in the business of shoemaking today, not because of the curiosity, but because of the financial, you know, mm-hmm. benefits that I derived from it. Okay, so basically, initially, you went in because you were curious, but you stayed in yes. it because when you saw, I mean, the rewards it could bring. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So going back now to the um, youth unemployment, do you feel uh, shoemaking or let's say um, entrepreneurship generally is a is a platform or it's an avenue that can get youths out of um, unemployment? I totally believe that. Okay. But with a cross. Okay. Not everyone is wired to, you know, do business let's put it that way not mm. everybody is wired to be entrepreneurial mm. so while it is a viable means to you know lift one out of the you know out of the group of unemployment okay it is also a very, very easy means for one to suffer depression if mm. one is not wired for entrepreneurial activities mm. so one actually has to sit back to to look at the reality behind entrepreneurial entrepreneurship mm and see if one is wired to do it. Okay. Not everybody can be entrepreneurial. That is the sad truth. Okay. But not everybody can be. But if anyone can, then it is very, very valuable. Okay, uh, interesting interesting reply to that also. But let's look at uh, quickly now, as we round up the show, your projection for the future. I mean, we've spoken about your challenges in the past. Um, how, do you, how are you circumventing these challenges? And where do you hope to be um, in the next few years? Thank you very much. At the moment, I run an online shoe hub, meaning I don't have a physical location where I display my wares. Okay. I am more channeled to the e-commerce method of business. Okay. I have a workshop where I make my wares that is away from the public eye. Mm-hmm. In your backyard, per se. You, you can say that. Okay. But personally, but you know, I put out this design. Online. These shoes 
online. Okay. But that's not going to be enough, especially if we actually want to improve the shoemaking industry. Okay. So personally, I see myself, you know, turning my workshop into a shoe factory, hmm. expanding my workshop into a shoe factory, then expanding my commerce from not just being online to also physical locations around the country mm. and, and beyond. Okay. I want to really put this that um, there, are, there is a particular shoe designer and suit designer that I really, really admire. Mm. And just um, last week, I think last week Friday, I saw a post that he now owns a store in the United Kingdom. Okay. It is something I want to do. Hmm. It is something I would encourage anybody who is into the art and craft of making fashion wears to also want to do. To, to, to move the designs beyond the shores of the country. Let them hear that, oh, this is a Nigerian brand doing well in another country. Hmm. This is a Nigerian brand doing well on another continent. So that way we can export our art and craft to the world. All and right. at the same time benefit from the business of doing so yeah we are definitely looking forward to seeing you do that and i wishing you luck um as you as you proceed with that uh, plan now uh, thank you very much to, to, to bring the show to a close it is important we ask uh we've been speaking so much about shoemaking i mean a lot of grammar has been coming here and there moyo what the average person listening to this now that is considering going into shoemaking has on his mind is is it rewarding does it pay for me to go and start making shoes i mean if i do this thing right is this something that can give me uh, money or joy monetarily let me put it that way is this something that can give me financial joy absolutely just like any business okay running a shoemaking business has its challenges has its challenges because now we are talking not just about the arts or the crafts we are talking about the business of shoemaking there are two different things mm. you may be a very very good shoemaker but be very very bad at the business of shoemaking okay so anybody that wants to go into the business of shoemaking must not just learn the art of shoemaking, but must also learn the business of making money mm. from shoemaking. Okay. It is quite similar to the business of making money from anything. Okay. Just that shoemaking here or shoes are now the commodity. Okay. All right. Quickly, but let me take an. Let me let me take another call before you call. Hello, you know where you're calling from? Okay, Uncle C. Your final question, quickly. First of all, to underline the statement made by your guest. Okay. You said not everybody is wired to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Underline that statement. Mm-hmm. But people are wired to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Bus conductors. Mm-hmm. Bus drivers. Mm-hmm. They are not wired to own vehicles themselves. Mm-hmm. Or to be a driver. Every business, every entrepreneur, there are people who are wired. To be not everybody. Mm.
right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for your contribution, Uncle C. Uh, Moyo, quickly, Uncle C uh, was uh, on the line again, and then he said he, w he wants to know the role of fashion in all of this. I mean, besides monetary value, how important is fashion going into not just shoemaking now, but entrepreneurship generally? It is very, very important. Passion is what is going to keep you going even when there are challenges. Okay. Passion is what is going to prevent you from giving up when there are challenges. Passion is what is going to make you look for ways around the bottlenecks when it comes to handling businesses. All right. So passion is very, very important. If one is not passionate, one will give up okay. and want something else. Okay. Okay. Um, now, it is important I also ask, what is your advice to those uh, starting up, those looking to go into shoemaking business, to be precise? People starting up, people looking to go into shoemaking business, I want to categorically tell you that the art of shoemaking is very interesting, but the business may be tedious, mm. but it is what every fiber of your being, it is what every drop of your sweat, hmm. it is what everything you can give it. Because at the end of the day, you will be smiling. At the end of the day, it is really, really rewarding. All you have to do is to be to differentiate or distinguish between the art of shoemaking and the business of shoemaking hmm. and do it separate entities okay and also picking from all right and also picking from um a question uncle c earlier asked he says um your message what would be your message to the youths especially those uh, that are comfortable just relying on their parents uh monies and staying at home and all that what is your message to the youths generally move beyond your comfort zone nobody ever gets successful from being in their comfort zone move beyond your comfort zone it is shoemaking as it were like uncle c said and like many people perceive it to be it's seen as getting hands dirty hmm. but you never know that it is actually it actually means cleaning your hands at the end of the day because of the rewards that come as a result hmm. so move beyond the boundaries of your comforts okay. you know it may not necessarily be shoemaking it may be something else move beyond your comfort you know be a ceo all right you know add value to the community mm. you know identify problems and create the solutions to those problems in your community in your environment and what is more you can monetize those solutions those problems and and you start to make it mm. no man is ever happy you know feeding from his parents even when it becomes when he starts to grow old Hmm. Every man or every individual wants to be independent, and the only way to do it is to take the bull by the horn. All right, you know, you move away from your comfort zone and think outside the box. All right, thank you very much. Right. That the very eloquent and uh, contributive uh, for Lama Moyosola, who is a shoemaker. I like to call him the corporate shoemaker. He has really been helpful um, in letting, giving us a peep into the world of shoemaking generally. Thank you very much for joining us on Business Cycle this morning, Moyo. Thank you very much for having me. And, and perhaps we hope to have you another time on the show. 
I'll be glad to, to be around. All right. Uh, dear listener, there you have it. I've been speaking to Falao Moyosola, a shoemaker, and he has been giving us, uh, he gave us insights, basically, as regards uh, the shoemaking business. So those, uh, for those uh, uh, that were considering it, I mean, after, after this conversation, I hope uh, you are better guided on how to proceed into the business of shoemaking. Thank you for joining me on Ismailian Banter, the podcast. Do well to subscribe for more awesome programming. Also follow me on social media at Ismail underscore Banter. That is I-S-M-A-I-L underscore B-A-N-T-E-R on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also Ismail Ogunlano on Facebook. Till next time, stay safe. Igo B.